Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio and on this episode we'll be discussing season 3 episode 23 of Family Ties. This episode was titled Remembrance of Things Past Part 1 and it originally aired on the 28th of March 1985. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host Keith. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, so we are, like, I feel like just an episode or two ago, we were talking about how it aired on Valentine's Day. And so now, like, we're all the way already to the end of March. There's multiple weeks now that they skipped. They did. And it's weird, because this is, you know, we're doing this as part one and part two, but it aired as a one-hour special originally, according to, like, some sources anyway, on the 28th of March. Really? So this is the end of the TV season. In March, I feel like that's super early because, like, well, I mean, I don't know anymore, but I know, like, back in probably the early 2000s even, or maybe 2010, like, Sweeps was May. Exactly. It's all leading up to, like, right before summer break, you know, June. Yeah. So weird that the TV seasons ended so fast. Well, and in fact, we were just talking about this, and this is pertinent to listeners of the show, after this season, so... You know, we're doing part one tonight. We're going to do it as a two-parter, so our next episode will be part two. And the next thing after that is not the beginning of season four, but it's time for us to watch Family Ties Vacation, the made-for-TV movie, which aired in between season three and season four. That's so crazy because, I mean, he's got to be promoting Back to the Future at this point, right? Yeah. It came out, the movie itself came out in September of that year. Okay. I mean, I guess, you know, by the time they were making that, it's probably, you know, he's promoting it, but he's done with the filming of Back to the Future, so. Yeah. So maybe he's doing the whirlwind tour and he was already in uh, London. And so he's like, well, all right, let's film the show here. Might as well do it. Let's make a movie. (laughs) So we are going to do a special episode about the movie. Um, yes. We were just discussing. Very excited for this. We're going to do quite a few things for it. One of them, we're going to have some some guests, some special guests on to talk with us. Yes. Um, and give their two cents on the movie. But there's also something we were hoping that some of our dear listeners might contribute. Of course, we'd love to get emails from you guys, which you could send to us. At Alex B. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com, or you can message us on Facebook at our Alex B. Keaton is my friend Facebook page. But also, what we would love to have, since we're doing a very special episode about a very special TV movie, if you guys want to record yourselves talking about the movie, give your thoughts on it very briefly, we're looking at one to two minutes tops. Not like super long things, but if you want to record yourself, you can just record it on your phone or if you have ways to do it on your computer and you can send us the audio files to friend at gmail.com, we will include you on our very special movie podcast. Nice. That sounds awesome. Yes. I hope somebody takes us up on that. 
I do too. I really do. You've done that a couple times before on your other show, the Mandarian Orange, and that is it's always kind of fun to hear, like you know, what the voice of somebody who, especially somebody who writes in a bunch, you know, yeah. just hear their voice and kind of get to know them a little more too. It is so you know if you're out there listening and you've written in before, especially, but even if you never have, we want to hear what you sound like. That'd be fun. Oh, so cool! And this movie's gonna be bonkers. Uh, oh, it's great. I, I have watched it before, but it's been a long time, and it is nuts. It's definitely not what you'd expect if you were just coming into it cold after watching Family Ties. Well, that'll be me. I'm coming in cold. I didn't even know this movie existed until we started talking about it a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's super good. Oh, I can't wait. So if you guys want to send in stuff, you have a little bit of time. You've got you know another episode of in between there, so we'll uh, keep those phone lines open or email lines, I guess. Operators are standing by. Email operators are standing by. (laughs) Gmail. And maybe we can post something to the, uh, the friends of Alex B. Keaton is my friend group. That we'll do that. We'll post in the group, letting you guys know what you can do, where to send it while you're at it. Join the group because we have some fun conversation in there. Oh yeah. Be nice to have you guys. It's really easy to find, too. It's linked to our Facebook page. So Alex B. Keaton is my friend on Facebook. Click the Groups tab, and it'll take you right to the group. I am clicking on Groups right now. And here it is. Easy peasy. Yep. You just got to click the thing. A group for the friends of the Alex P. Keaton is my friend podcast. You know, I'm looking through some of the groups that I'm part of, and I think I need to uh, bail out on some of these because I haven't (laughs) seen some of these people in a long time. Uh, There are groups that I've joined years ago that I don't think has anything has happened on there in a long, long time. Which brings me to one other announcement, something I came across as, as I was looking up information about this episode and about the Family Ties vacation movie. I found a website that I did not know existed, and I don't know how I did not know this before, uh, but a cool resource, which we're definitely going to be looking at from this point forward, for Family Ties. Ooh. So, there's actually a Family Ties wiki, specifically just about Family Ties. It's at familyties.fandom.com, or if you look up Family Ties wiki, it should pop up. And it's got, like, all kinds of information about all the episodes... Detailed pages about, like, the different cast members and the characters they play. There's a lot of stuff. I have just, like, scratched the surface. It does look like it hasn't been updated in a long time. The last, like, blog post was 2014. The last post in the forums was 2011. So I don't think it's, like, actively updated, but there's a lot of cool resources on there. So Oh, nice. We may be referring to that from time to time, henceforth. Huh, I forget that Skippy's real name is Erwin. That's right, Erwin Skippy Handelman. <laughs> oh, wait, what? It says that, oh man, I'm, oh, so many good things I just already saw right now. Yep, see, I mean, again, I just found it tonight, like, half an hour ago, or, well, an hour ago now, I guess, but. <laughs> yeah, we did so talk for a while already. Sur- <laughs> it's been a little bit, right? <laughs> but not too long ago, so I've just scratched the surface, but it's, uh looks like there's a lot of cool stuff there. Huh. So I'm looking at when the uh, seasons, because uh, it talks about like when they originally aired and, you know, their end dates. Season one went to April. Season two went to May. Season three went to March. So there must have been something in 1985 that happened Ooh, interesting. that made them uh, change it up. And then Is the it film, possible that the movie, I wonder if it was because they did the movie. Maybe oh. they 
cut the season or had it earlier or something. But there's the same oh. number of episodes, though. So it says ep- or season five has 30 episodes. It went all the way from September to August of 1987. And then season six had 28 episodes, went to May. And then season seven had 26 episodes and went to May as well. That's so weird. It's so much more like regular now. This is all over the place. See, that's a fun website. You can get lost in there. Yeah. We do have a lot of good information coming our way for season four. By the way, I had to mention, it's just so Julia knows, our listener and writer in her to our show sent us a bunch of good information about season four from Michael J. Fox's, I think his biography and some YouTube links and stuff like that. So we've got some other good resources we're going to be looking at. So thank you, Julia, for sending that. And if anyone else would like to send us other stuff, we were talking about this in the group. I think Beth actually brought it up, listener Beth, that, you know, we do record these episodes a little before you actually get to hear them. And so if you guys would like to send any like thoughts about an episode beforehand, you can do that and we'll watch the episode. And then when we record it, we can, you know, refer to your information as we do that. If you guys would like to do that, you can send it to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Wow, that's so convenient. I think that's uh, that's good business. We got a lot of business done. Yeah, that's nice. It's kind of fun to have business. I like business. <laughs> <laughs> Makes us feel like a real podcast. It does. <laughs> hey, this is real. This episode, not counting other special episodes, this is our 66th regular episode. What? We're on 66 yes. now. There's additional ones that I didn't count in that number so if you know if you count those, it's a little higher. But sixty-six regular episodes. That's cool. So that's real. Sha la la la. This episode was bananas. <laughs> Did you notice that it started off differently? Normally, it starts off with a theme song and then it moves in. And and this one, nope. Yeah, we got a cold open. It's called. That's the official TV term. Oh. Yeah, so it just jumped right in, no opening credits or anything, and no. then we got the credits. Elise singing to the baby right off the bat. You got, to, you got to see the baby a couple times, so I bet a baby's going to be one of our guest stars. Well, there's no credited babies, so who knows? What? And I can't tell if it's the same baby or not. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like the baby from the last episode that we saw, because wasn't that baby, was that the one that had the hair? And this baby was pretty bald. <gasps> What do you think the chances are that this is Meredith Baxter's baby? It is. I, I, it hit me just as you said that. Like, that's very possible. And she has twins, so it works out because, you know, again, the whole, you can only have the babies on set for so long. Yes. What? And she's already got them on set. Which would totally make sense. So earlier on, they've got this other, you know, the other babies that were credited. And now that's got to be, right? Oh, it turns out the twins were, it was one boy, one girl. At that age. You just put them in blue and you never know the difference. Yeah. Whoa, that can be so crazy. I'm going to put this in the questions to ask her when she's on the show. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Meredith Baxter file. (laughs) Yeah. I'll put that one out in the universe as well. Sha-la-la-la. Well, shall we dive into talking about this episode? So we open in the kitchen for our cold open. And uh, we see Elise singing to the baby. And Stephen walks in and he's talking about how his mom is going to move. You know, we find out that his dad had passed away six months ago. And I don't remember that at all from six months ago or let alone any episodes ago. Do you remember that? This is how I came across the wiki, in fact, because I was like, wait, 
why don't I remember this? And so I started looking around, and this is what I figured out. Based on what it says on the wiki, this is where I got it. In season one, episode five, so all the way back in season oh one, Stephen's dad visits the family, and, you know, they butt heads. This is when we first learned that, you know, they really didn't get along, and that, you know, they they have a lot of conflict. And during his stay at the house, he reveals to Stephen that he's dying. And so then it really, oh. you know, makes Stephen, like, change his perspective. And, you know, they have they have good conversation. It's a very special episode, of course. Well, of course. And that's the last time that we hear about him. I, and at least as far as I remember and as far as I could tell from the wiki, I don't think it's mentioned that he actually dies until now. So unless I'm wrong, unless someone else has other information, as far as I can tell, this is the first time we heard that he actually died. Well, and then we find out, too, that Stephen has a brother. Because he talks about how he and his brother have never really gotten along. Do you remember that from any other episodes either? So this is definitely the first time that we've seen his brother. And I don't know for sure if he's mentioned elsewhere. I couldn't find if he was mentioned elsewhere. And I can't remember for sure. It's possible during that one with his dad that he was mentioned. But I don't know for sure. You just don't remember that part. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's It's too far back. I'd have to go back and I didn't get a chance to do that yet. So... But it's definitely the first time we've seen his brother. Well, the next time when we do uh, Family t- uh, Alex P. Keaton is my friend, Family Ties Edition Part 2. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we we'll just go. start over and do it again. <laughs> the rerun. The rerun series. <laughs> right? Oh, that's a, that'd be so cool. When we go into syndication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, boy. So, Stephen's going to go help his mom. She's packing it up. She's going to move. Uh, she's, you know been alone now for six months since uh, the dad passed away and uh, she just kind of needs some help kind of packing everything up which ironically i didn't see a lot of them helping pack anything up so there's a lot of sitting on couches and stuff not a lot of packing (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely a lot of talk and a lot of uh, flashbacks (laughs) but you know so steven says oh elise i i can't do this without you you got to go with me and she's like oh well of course you know i'll go with you but i feel like you know the kids they're they really took it hard and you know they've got all this unity going right now they need to go as well and and so they all decide to go together. And so we really don't get anything except this A storyline. It's Steven's mom and the, you know, the the brothers there and he's kind of helping. I, in fact, it seems like the brother lives close and has a yeah. lot more interaction with the mom on a regular basis. So they they end up going, they show up and, you know, oh grandma, grandma, we love you, that kind of thing. And grandma gets to meet Andrew and secretly she wants to call the baby Jake, which was the name of <laughs> Stephen's dad. So <laughs> Stephen's brother comes in, there's again, you know, they still don't get along. Kind of, you know, he kind of busts Stephen's chops a little bit. He got along with the dad, it seems like. Yep. Yeah, which would make sense why Stephen moved away. Hmm. So a little bit of flashbacks. Uh, Stephen feels like, you know, hey, my dad and I never got along. There was no time. I didn't tell him that I really did love him and apologize for some of the things that I had said and done. And, you know, when I was a kid and he really just I think he's it's kind of like his first interaction with him considering his own age and his own mortality and, you know, his own past. And so he's kind of reminiscing about, you know, their old neighbors and some of the things that took place and 
And uh, he even contemplates calling his 109-year-old neighbors. And (laughs) (laughs) Lee says, I don't think they're up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're definitely not up. (laughs) Oh, You know, Stephen ends up talking to his mom a little bit about it. And he's trying to kind of figure out if his dad said anything about him. Or, you know, if his dad went to the grave with, you know, some of the things that Stephen did that were left unresolved. He literally said, so much that's unresolved. He was kind of weird when he woke up, too, in the middle of the night, and Elise is, like, comforting him. He's acting kind of childlike. Yeah, well, <laughs> turns out that happened in the episode a few times, <laughs> yeah. especially when his food comes out and it's too hot. So we end up, you know, Stephen, again, no packing or anything, no real helping, nothing. You know, I know that the realtor was, you know, trying to get him to take 20 grand off the asking price. But, you know, again, that was unresolved so far. Stephen's reminiscing. He's sitting in the chair and then he kind of has like a flashback of a good memory. And then the mom walks in and says, oh, Stephen, you're still up. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, you know, I love you very much. You know that, right? And she's like, well, yeah, I know that. But sometimes it's just good to hear. And then freeze frame. That's it. Wait, there's one last thing that happened after she walked out. Ooh. He sniffed his dad's pipe. Oh, that's right. I was typing, so I missed that. Yeah, he's like cuddling his dad's pipe and he sniffs it. Which, by the way, why is he always hiding a pipe under the chair cushion? I don't know. Weird, right? Very weird, yes. I mean... I guess maybe he is not. He doesn't want his wife to know he's smoking a pipe. But I feel like if you're smoking a pipe in the house, everyone knows you're smoking a pipe in the house. Yeah, that's not a secret. Not fooling anyone. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he also like had Stephen start his pipe up for him once, which like as a kid, yes, which was real weird. Yeah, there like a group full of people come over to watch the Milton Berle show, and and Stephen lights it up, and he's like kind of choking on it, and he hands it to his dad, and his dad's like, oh, you know, here. That was odd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my great-grandfather smoked a pipe, and I remember smoking a pipe when I was young, just like, you know, because he did. And I don't remember it ever being lit, to be honest, so, but I don't, that's a weird thing. Definitely seems, I mean, I'm sure people smoke pipes still, but I feel like it's less of a thing. Yeah. With that kind of pipe, you know. <laughs> 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 no, Phil, what kind of pipe are you talking about? I mean, we do live in California, you know. Oh, that's right, right. <laughs> There's other pipes around, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's other pipes. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so boy. I think it's funny, like, you know, Stephen reminiscing about his dad goes and smells a pipe. That's what, like, brings back, you know, the memories of his dad. So I watched this with Janelle, and I was like, what do you think our kids will smell to remember me? <laughs> <laughs> And she said probably CDs or Amiibos, which are like Nintendo figures, you know. Aw. Those went on DSs, right? The Amiibos? DS, Wii U, and Switch. Oh, they work on a Switch, too? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Absolutely, yeah. It reads right on the, the controller. Huh. I don't know that we... Well, I think Aiden bought some. I mean, they're fun. I have a lot. Probably more than I need, but it's fun. <laughs> so that's my problem, though, is if I can't have them all, I don't want them. I, I have that same problem with a lot of things, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just convinced yeah. myself that I'll never get them all so I don't start anymore. I probably should about more things, but sometimes, you know, I mean, they make Nintendo toys that also do video game stuff. That's so it's, cool. It's tough. I know. Remember when it was all like Skylanders and all those things and now they're all gone. And all those games don't work anymore. The platforms don't work anymore. They're not all gone. They still work fine at my house. <laughs> oh, sure. 
Do you, do you I mean, all of those figures from we have Skylanders, oh. we have Disney Infinity, we have Lego Dimensions and Amiibo. I I have a problem. It's good to see that you <laughs> narrowed it down to just you know the the five just or six all that of you them. Have. Yeah, just all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that they have. Well, like Skylanders, they you know as it was going out, they start. They were so cheap. Yeah, they were selling them for like a dollar fifty each on like you know on Amazon, and I just I bought up a ton of them because why not? And, and the same thing with Disney Infinity and the Lego Dimensions. Lego Dimensions they had like at the Dollar Tree here in town. Oh my gosh, I remember you saying that. Like you, yeah, you found four sets or something. I think. Yeah, when well, they had like tons of them, but it was like of four different ones, but. right? Still, you know, it was real cheap to get them once they started discontinuing everything. I wonder why they got rid of it. Just do, probably to do something else, I guess, huh? I think so. It just probably didn't wasn't selling as well as they'd hoped. But Nintendo's still going with Amiibo. That's, and it's the genius thing about Amiibo is that they work on more than one game. I think that was part of the problem is like Lego Dimensions, there's that one game. Skylanders, you know... They had multiple in that series, but it's still just that one basic type of game. Disney Infinity, same thing. Yeah. Whereas with Nintendo, I've got a Mario Amiibo, and I can use it on 40, 50 different games. That's crazy. And sometimes it does something just simple, like gives you a little item, but other times it'll unlock a character or a level or give you a power boost or, you know, just all kinds of fun stuff. So do you just, like, try every single Amiibo to find out what it does for you in every single game? No, because there are... Lots of really good people on the internet who have made charts that show exactly what amiibos work on what games. Oh, okay. So I refer to the charts so I don't have to waste my time. You know? Oh, because I'm like, oh, that would take forever. Yeah, so if you get a new amiibo, you can go down the list and go, oh, I've got this game it works on, oh, i got that game it works on. and Well, here we go. Now we're, we moved into Just amiibo like on talk. Family Ties, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you say Alex is the amiibo? <laughs> yes, he's versatile and... I don't know. <laughs> and smells good, apparently. I guess. No, because they do. They have like this really good, like when you open the package, it smells like a, you know, it's that plastic molding. Oh, it just yeah. reminds me of like certain toys from when we were kids. Yeah. It just smells just right. And so I always open them and like sniff them and the kids come and smell them with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to open a new jar of peanut butter today. And Tessa knows how much I love the, the top of the peanut butter. Which I know mm. you're such a peanut butter fan that this really is going to resonate mm. with you. But so she and I both got a spoon and, you know, we each took a spoon right off the top. <laughs> I know. It's like your I'm personal nightmare. I'm glad you guys nightmare. enjoy that together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's kind of my mini me. So that's not going to help whoever her husband is in the future. <laughs> Hopefully he likes peanut butter. Although Janelle likes peanut butter and I don't, and we we're fine. You know, but you can, you can get past that. So do you like Reese's peanut butter cups? I, I mean, I, if I am desperate and there's no other candy in the house and there's one on the counter, I'll probably eat one. Okay. It's, it's, you know, the flavor is a part of it. It's the dry, texture of it it's just mm. it's unpleasant i have unpleasant memories of peanut butter okay i just don't like it but i don't hate like i like you know peanut m&ms are good it's not like i dislike oh. nuts entirely well i like a lot of things with nuts yeah especially disney well yeah <laughs> shout out to your other instagram <laughs> that's right nuts of disney <laughs> which is an entire instagram that i do run which is just about nuts and where they interact with the disney they just did a new chip and dale show 
by the way, that talks about nuts. And so, uh, oh, really? It's their nutty adventures or something like okay. that. Okay. So we did feature that on the on the Instagram if you guys are interested. All right. Do you ever do flashback episodes? Like, you know, go back in time to the nutty professor? Oh, I have not covered the nutty professor. And how have I missed that? Oh, Keith, wow. that's going to be my next thing I feature. Yes. That's fantastic. How did I miss that? It's because it's not like literal nuts. No. Know? Yeah. You... But nutty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. 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 <laughs> it is supposed to be literal nuts, but I think that's going to be, that's going to work for me. Well, it'll help just give you a little more content for that. Uh, yeah. For that Instagram. There's not as much nut content that's related to disney as you might think you know right <laughs> you have to mine that one uh it's a pretty uh, shallow pool yeah. <laughs> oh okay so i do have a like a it's kind of a weird thing but have you ever seen the movie pollyanna i absolutely have yeah okay so you remember when the uh like the housekeepers are making all the cakes for the bazaar i always want a piece of that cake so bad because it looks so amazing and i'm not a big cake fan but the cakes on that movie i'm always like when they're making them i'm like yes i want a bite of that well you gotta find the recipe i'm sure someone out there has made it on the internet well and they're giant cakes too and they're cutting these big old hunks of it and Mm. Mm. It just looks mm. so good. You know, like, you know, when you watch a cartoon or something and you see like all their like treats and pastries and you're yeah. just like, yeah. And then oh, I know. Like, real pastries and stuff don't ever taste as good as those look. I, I think like you have to get like a fresh made because the things that, you know, packages and stuff, they're fine, but it's not the same thing. No, definitely not. So I'm not sure why nuts made me think of that, but you know, there you go. Nuts sometimes are in cake, but you know what else? What? One of the guest stars on this episode was in Pollyanna. No, it has to yes. be Stephen's mom. Well, we'll see when we get to guest stars. <laughs> All right. Good. Shall we do that now? Should we just jump to guest stars? Let's do it. Let's go to guest stars. Okay. We have a lot of guest stars to talk about, so we do need to plow through these. So yeah. we might as well do it now. All right. Well, hit me. Sha la la la. All right, up first, May Keaton, which is Mom Keaton, the older one, like present time, May Keaton, mm-hmm. played by Anne Seymour. She had 136 acting credits to her name, tons of stuff spanning the decades. I'll just give a, a brief overview. Um, let's see, recent, one of the more recent things she was in was Field of Dreams, the movie. Okay. Uh, and Big Top Pee Wee. The second oh. Pee Wee Herman movie. Quite a different type of movie there. Um, yeah. TV shows like Remington Steel, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Bonanza, Bewitched, Gunsmoke, all the way, you know, way, way back. She was in the musical, the movie of the musical, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Have you ever seen that? No, never have. This is one of my all-time favorite musicals. And I am occasionally accused of disliking musicals. Well, bad ones for sure. Bad ones, yes. I like musicals when they're good. Right. And this is one of the greats. It's a really, really funny one, and I highly recommend it. It came out in, like, uh, I want to say 60s. I don't have the date right here, but early to mid-60s, I want to say. It's really good. For a while, it was not available on streaming and DVD, so it is one of the VHS tapes I still have. Nice. But it's probably out there now, I would guess. I haven't looked in quite a few years. So How to Succeed in Business Without Even Trying? Without really trying. Oh, without really trying. Okay. Yes, yes. Robert Morse is the star. Um, I believe he played it like on Broadway, and then they made a movie out of it, and he was the star still. Really good. 
And she was in Pollyanna. She was Mrs. Amelia Tarbell. Mm. I don't know if that name rings a bell. I don't remember it well <gasps> enough to identify that name. Was that the preacher's wife? It could be. Amelia Tarbell. I'm Googling it now because I want to find out. Well, I figured, because I remember that you had mentioned before how much you like Pollyanna. So I saw that and I was like, oh, Pollyanna. Oh, she, yeah, it, that was a pastor's wife, the preacher's wife. Uh, there you go. Yep. That's Stephen's mom. Interesting. Well, and here's what else. Hmm. After all of that and all this stuff with his mom and the moving out and the family, this episode and the guest stars are credited across this episode and the part two with the same credit. Oh, okay. This is her only episode. They will never see Stephen's mom again. Wow. At least not with this actress. That's the end of Stephen's mom. Huh. Obviously, she'll be in part two, but you know. Right. Okay, here's something interesting, though. So she is the godmother of Vincent Price's son. What? So she's friends with Vincent Price. Which, if you listen to our other show, uh, the Mandarin Orange Show, the show that I do... With my wife, Janelle, we've been talking about Vincent Price and doing recipes from his cookbook. And I wonder if she's mentioned in there because he talks about his friends and he has them over. And there's pictures of him eating at their house with all of their famous friends and stuff. I'm going to have to do some digging there. Yeah, that would be so cool. Because if she was the godmother, that means that she's around. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, you find out something new on Wikipedia every day. That's right. That was actually from IMDb that I just found that in her bio. So credit to (laughs) IMDb where credit is due. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, up next, we have young Stephen Keaton. So this was Stephen in the flashback. Okay. Slash dream. It's funny because one of them, it was definitely a dream. He was asleep in bed. Yeah. He dreamed it, and then he woke up, and and Elise, you know, Elise woke him up and talked with Elise. The second one, it kind of looked like he was just imagining it, but then he was asleep at the end. But it, you know, it was a little like hazy as to what was happening. But they kind of like dropped the lights down low, and then just panned across in the dark, and then brought the lights up, and the scene took place in that same room. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It was. It was a cool effect. It was kind of like like Janelle was watching it with me, and she said it was like watching Death of a Salesman, like that kind of artistic, you know, stage portrayal mm-hmm. of something, you know, so that instead of a TV effect, it was more like a stage effect of doing a flashback. It was a good effect, and it was effective. It was. Uh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> so young Stephen Keaton was played by Adam Carl. He has 47 credits. Has some interesting ones in there. He did a run on Days of Our Lives. He did 15 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Okay. He was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. What? He was the voice of Donatello. What? Which, I mean, like, random. Because he wasn't in the first one. He wasn't in later ones. Just that one for some reason. He did a lot of TV guest star spots, like Who's the Boss? Charles in Charge, both of them, who's the boss and Charles in Charge. Nice. He was in the movie The Monster Squad, a few other things like that. Okay. But this is his only episode as young Stephen Keaton. Oh, so no more young Stephen. No least more. With, uh, at least not Carl. played by him. Not yeah. not 10-year-old Stephen, at least. Yeah, maybe we get like a teenager older something. Oh, there you go. Okay, now our next one we have is Robert Keaton, and this is present-day Robert Keaton. There were so many guest stars here. Oh, yeah. So present-day, his brother... As an adult, played by an actor named Norman Parker, 
And he has 48 acting credits. He's been in quite a few things. A lot of TV shows like Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Beverly Hills 90210, Falcon Crest. He had a run of seven episodes on Falcon Crest. Um, But he also did a lot of older stuff. He actually did a run on Dark Shadows. Okay. Which is an old vampire soap opera back in the 60s and 70s. He was also in the movie The Bonfire of the Vanities with Bruce Willis. A lot of interesting stuff, kind of a wide range. And this is his first appearance as Robert Keaton. However, he is in four more episodes in addition to part one and part two of the one that we're on right now. As Robert Keaton? As Robert Keaton. Okay. Here is a fun fact about it, though. The next, so he's in, you know, two episodes here, part one and part two. The second two episodes he's in is another part one and part two. And the third pair of episodes is another part one, part two. So he's in six episodes, but they're all two-parters. Oh, weird. He only is in two-parters. Well, they bring in... He's one of the big guns. They bring him in for the big ones. (laughs) He was on Dark Shadows, so, you know, they got (laughs) to bring out the big guns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He don't want to play your ace too soon. (laughs) So we will be seeing more of him, even if we don't see more of Mom. And that's not until 1987, so it'll be a bit. Up next, we've got young Jake Keaton. So this is his dad in the flashback. Okay. So many people to keep track of here. So he was played by an actor named Michael Aldridge. And he had 98 acting credits. Again, ranging across several decades of acting. But he was in a lot of TV shows. ER, Dallas, Columbo. He also did a Who's the Boss? A-Team, like three different episodes of A-Team. Nice. He did Knight Rider, which another shout out to our friends who did the, the Knight Rider years. Champ on <laughs> Klein, make sure you check them out. A lot of other stuff like that. But this was his only appearance as young Jake Keaton. So we're not going to see any more flashbacks with that either. Other than next week. Yeah. Part two. Okay, then next we have young May, which is his mom. So mom in the flashback. And she's played by Mary Edith. Burrell. That's first name is one name, Mary Edith Hmm. Burrell. This actress has 39 credits. She was on Chicago Hope, Home Improvement, a lot of like, you know, one-off guest star spots. Remington Steele, two episodes of Seinfeld, Hmm. which is pretty cool. Not as a recurring character, just, you know, a little bit parts, but she was on some Seinfeld. Most significantly, though... Outside of Family Ties, she was a recurring character, a regular on the TV show Fridays. She was in 59 episodes, which I believe is the entire run of the show. Fridays, I don't know if you're familiar with Fridays at all. No, not at all. So Fridays was an early sketch comedy show that kind of predated Saturday Night Live. And a lot of famous actors got started on it, such as... Michael Richards, who went on to be in Seinfeld as Kramer, mm-hmm. and um, Andy, um, I can't think of his name. Warhol. Man in the Moon. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Kaufman. Kaufman. I don't know how I missed that. He, he was on like an episode or two, and at least in the movie, was portrayed as like getting kicked off the show. Also, Larry David uh, was involved in it, who was pre-Seinfeld Oh wow! as well. A lot of interesting people there. So she was like a regular character on that. So that's that's kind of a big deal. 
However, this is her only appearance on Family Ties as oh. Young May, so no more of that. No more Young Mom. Wait a minute. So for the dad, it wasn't the same actor then that was the dad in season one. Correct. Because he was like modern day dad. He was much older. This is like young dad. So two different. Oh, two different dads. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like they did with all the other actors. You know, they had a, a flashback version of them. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Let's see. Next, we have young Robert Keaton. So the flashback version of his brother. Uh, was played by an actor named Mark Marius or Marius. He only has four acting credits, so I'll just read them off real quick because he's only did he only did four. He did in 2004. He was on an episode of a TV show called Sex and the Country Lady. Never heard of. Okay. In 1981, he did two episodes of the show Father Murphy, and in 1979, he was in a movie called 1941, <laughs> and that's it. Plus, he did this one episode of Family Ties. So, Family Ties was the last thing he did, and then he didn't do anything until 2004. Yeah. That's a big gap. Like, that's a, almost a 20-year gap. I wonder what brought him out of retirement. Unless there's someone else that happens to be named Mark Marius that they got confused on their website. But mm. feels like it's the same. I mean, it seems like a fairly unique name. I wonder if he was know. like a director or something like that. And so then he was just like, oh, all right, I'll jump in and do this part two or something. Nope. All it has is as him as an actor. Interesting. Oh, in the 1941 movie, that's like the Steven Spielberg 1941 with John Belushi. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah, it's weird, but entertaining, but pretty bizarre. And it came out in 79. Well, that's it for young Robert Keaton. Just the one episode. You notice how the actor, well, both of the boy actors didn't look anything like their older selves. They did not. Although I feel like the adult actor who plays Robert does kind of look a lot like Steven. They have similar facial features. Yeah, and even the mom, he kind of like looked a little bit like her. Maybe the accent was kind of the same. It was similar. I mean, maybe they just had to find a decent kid actor and they couldn't be too picky, you know? <laughs> They're like, all right, take what we can get. So there were actually more guest stars credited. So we still have four more. This is crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, I know two of them. I'll go through them quickly because they only made brief appearances. But we had Mrs. Kretzer, which is uh, one of the neighbors, <laughs> the one that always wanted him, to, Stephen, to stop by. She was played by Hannah Landry. She has 128 acting credits, tons of stuff all throughout the years, but just some brief highlights. She did TV shows like Matlock, Remington Steel, Magnum P.I., so all and tons Ooh. and tons of other TV shows. Magnum. Two significant movies she was in. Okay. In Like Flint. Never saw with it. With James Coburn. Never saw Oh, my goodness. So James Coburn did two movies in like the let's see it doesn't I don't have the date here but I want to say like late sixties in like Flint and Our Man Flint and they were both they were sort of like a precursor to an Austin Powers like spoofs of James Bond movies but he was like also so cool that he was almost like for real but it was played a little more jokey. There was a whole lot of, like, James Bond spoofs and takeoffs that, you know, happened after James Bond got popular. And these are the best. Huh. I have them both on DVD, which shouldn't be surprising. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she was in one of those. Oh, they're fantastic. You got. I mean, if you're into James Bond at all, I highly recommend the In Like Flint and Our Man Flint movie. The other movie she was in, she's at Breakfast at Tiffany's with Audrey Hepburn. Again, a very wide range for her career there. Yeah, definitely. And this was her only appearance on Family Ties as Mrs. Kretzer, which doesn't seem too surprising. No. <laughs> 
Well, okay, we've got just a couple more guest stars. Again, I'll go through them quickly because, you know, they were in it very briefly. Uh, Mr. Kretzer, the husband, the neighbor husband, played by Wiley Harker. He has 31 credits to his name. Several TV shows such as The A-Team, Perry Mason, and Falcon Crest. But this is his only appearance as Mr. Kretzer on Family Ties. What? Now, finally, we have the two other neighbors that showed up to watch the Milton Berle show. Real quickly, we have one that's just credited as Neighbor, played by Rob (laughs) Steinberg. (laughs) Neighbor. Neighbor. Lots of uh, TV shows. 71 credits like Young and the Restless, Diagnosis, Murder, The Bold and the Beautiful. He was actually in the movie Reckless Kelly, which is a great one. I know I've talked about this before. Yahoo Serious, who was in uh, Young Einstein. Yes. This is his other movie. It's fantastic. I love that movie. This is his only appearance in Family Ties, though. No other mm. neighbor appearances. And finally, we have other neighbor played by Barbara Minkus. She is in a lot of TV shows that were interesting. Two things that are really cool. She was in a recurring character on Love American Style, which I think was a sketch show, too, if I remember correctly. I remember the theme song, but I don't remember what the show was about. Because it's like 1970 to 73 or something like that. So she was a recurring character on that or, or player on that. Yeah. And then, and this is really fascinating, she was on the old TV series of Pac-Man, which was like early 80s, like 1983. They did a, a TV show, the Saturday morning cartoons. They did Pac-Man. There was a Donkey Kong one. Yes. A couple of others that they played in like a block. And she was the voice of Mrs. Pac-Man or Ms. Pac-Man. It's credited. And then she also played Princess Pac. So basically a lot of the girl voices on the Pac-Man show. That was her. Huh. She did like the whole series. So pretty That's, cool. I remember watching that Pac-Man show. Yeah, me too. All that being said, this is the only appearance as neighbor that she makes on Family Ties. So a lot of one-offs in this episode and a lot of people on this episode. Yeah, definitely. This has got to be one of the episodes with the most guest stars. The only other one that comes to my mind is when they, uh, the kids ran the bed and breakfast. There was a lot of people on that. <laughs> there was quite a few. Sha-la-la-la. Did you write any jokes down? There was a few. I mean, it wasn't a very jokey episode. It was pretty well done, but it wasn't. It was more drama-y. Yes. For sure. I did like when they showed up at the house and Grandma made pies for everyone. And she made an apple pie for Jennifer and a lemon meringue for Mallory and a savings bond for Alex. <laughs> He's like, oh, Grandma, you remembered. Oh, you remembered. <laughs> So, of course, Steven's bedroom is still, like, his stuff in there. Although it wasn't, like, totally set up like a kid's bedroom, but his childhood bed is in there. Right? Steven and Elise are, like, squeezing in this little bed to, you know, for to sleep. It's like a twin. She sees carved into the headboard is the name Myra. And she's like, Steven, who's Myra? And he's like, whoa, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, well, it's carved in your headboard. And he's like, oh, Myra Culbertson. I haven't thought of her in 15 years. And she's like, we've been married for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) The only other, like, jokey thing that I wrote down, really, was when Malik's... When Malik's... Mallory and Alex. (laughs) Malik's. Yes. When they're at the house and grandma's like really stressing about selling the house and there's so many difficult things and she doesn't understand all these terms like double mortgage, etc. And Alex is like, grandma, we've been over this. And then he goes through all these (laughs) financial terms. She's like, not again, Alex. I don't I can't handle it right now. I don't have my notes. (laughs) 
I love the idea of Alex just calling his grandma and coaching her on finances and stuff. And oh, it's just very Alexy. Yes, it is. Well, I only wrote one down besides the ones that you already mentioned, and it was really not, again, not super funny, but it was when Robbie was telling the story about how, you know, their dad had to bust Stephen, had to go to school because Stephen wouldn't write his name in the upper right-hand corner, <laughs> yes. and, and Alex was, like, offended by it, and then he's like, well, I hope your dad punished you appropriately, and Stephen's all, well, yeah, he tarred and feathered me, and Alex is like, good. Okay, good. Good, good. yeah. So good. Like, I was just like, oh, dang. <laughs> well, he's like, these papers need to be graded. All the names should be in the right place. Yeah. Alex may have been a little OCD. Sha-la-la-la. In addition to the storyline, there were just a couple of references that I wanted to explain for viewers who may or listeners who may not be familiar with. One of them is that they're, a large part of the flashback centered around Milton Burl and watching TV, which, first of all, is great. When they finally got a TV, all the neighbors came over to watch it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But Milton Burl was a you know comedian, and he he lived until the early 2000s and did a lot of like modern stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Probably most famous, no, at least to modern audiences, for Matt, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, but he did a lot of other stuff as well. But the show that he had showed him on, it was called Texaco Star Theater. And eventually, you know, it was started out as like a variety show and they had different hosts come on. But eventually he was like by far the most popular. So he took over as the host permanently and it, the name changed to the Milton Berle show. So that's what they were watching there. And it was so popular. He was one of the early TV stars when TV was first starting that he is credited with being one of the people that helped to make TVs popular and people actually wanted to buy TVs so they could watch him, which makes sense that that would be what his dad finally caved on and bought a TV. And I thought it was cool that they actually used real TV history to make it legit. Yeah. Would that have been around 1955? Yeah, that's that's accurate. That's crazy to think, you know, and then Steven's dad is like, oh, you know, TV in a year from now, it'll be gone. Nobody will even know what TV is anymore. So his show ran from 1948 to 1956. It was started at Tech- as Texaco Star Theater and then became the Milton Berle Show. So it would have been like near the end of the run, but because it was just so popular, it makes sense that the dad would have finally jumped on the bandwagon with it. Yeah, I'm sure he heard enough about it at the uh, dry cleaners. <laughs> that's right, because that's what his job was, pressing yeah. pressing clothes. You think I like steam? <laughs> and I thought it was pretty great that like his big flashback sequence was all about them watching tv but you know that's his moment that he cherished the most is watching tv with the family and then we're watching their family on tv right now it's very meta <laughs> exactly and steven produces tv now that's right oh i didn't even think of that oh yeah. my gosh no wonder yeah tv was is his whole life okay that that really checks out they didn't even really go into that. Maybe they'll discuss that more in episode two or part two of this. But Ooh, I hope so. That's good. Sha-la-la-la. Well, was there a moral to at least part one of this episode, or do we need to wait until part two to get a moral? I actually have kind of a, a weird moral, and it's just like sometimes that you know you have ghosts in your past, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But you can't take the people in in your life for granted because you don't always have the luxury of time. That's good. So it's very disjointed and weird. No, I think that's good. Well, like he had, he seemed like he was kind of haunted there in the middle of the episode when he woke up at night because he was like, "Oh man, it's unresolved, and I can't, I can't go back now and take care of it." 
And I think he just kind of took for granted, like, you know, you always think like, all right, my parents are going to be here forever. And they're not. I mean, we're all getting older. Well, he did already in this episode tell his mom he loves her and he, you know, came out to visit and, you know, and he does a pretty good job with his family now. So I think he's learned that lesson. It's weird to see him so unsure of himself. It's not his typical behavior, but, you know, I mean, it's. It's a challenging situation. It's believable. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of memories in his childhood home. And if your parents ever went to sell your house, you've been there for a long time. You know, like you grew up there kind of thing. I'm sure it would be really weird for you. Yeah. Well, when my my grandpa died a couple years ago, and it was the childhood house that my dad grew up in and then it was the house that i knew my whole life of going to visit grandpa you know so oh yeah it was it was weird when I mean, we went and helped clean it out and you know i mean when they that's gone it's it's that whole area and then my other grandpa moved out of state and so there's no reason that we have to visit that area anymore so when wow. we drive by we're like i don't know i mean i guess we could drive by the house or whatever but that's it it's bizarre it's a weird feeling so I drove by my old house just, shoot, it was like last Thursday, I want to say, because I was going from one site to another site, and it was kind of on the way, and so I thought, well, I'll just drive by, and like I look at it now in the old neighborhood and stuff, and I'm like, man, that front yard is a lot smaller than I remember, <laughs> and I'm looking at the other houses, and I'm like, oh, my friend's house was around here somewhere, and I don't remember where which one was his anymore, and... Yeah, because they're all painted differently and stuff. Yeah. And, but there was a house at the bottom of one of the streets, and the guy would, he literally had one of those, like, what are they called? Like, aero lights or whatever, like the little airplanes. And you would sit in it, and almost kind of like a lawn chair looking thing. And then it, you had a little motor, and he would take off going, he would go down the street because he could get enough speed in it, and then he would take off. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. But And the only reason I remember that is because he had a big old garage, and that was unusual in our neighborhood. But not a lot of memories anymore there. Yeah, it's it's weird when, you know, I mean, again, all the places that Janelle and I lived early on in our marriage, because we lived at several, and I haven't we haven't driven by those in years, because why, you know? Well, it's inconvenient now to do it, and it's just kind of weird. It is. What about you? Did you have a moral for this, or did you uh, decide to hold on to it to see how it ended? I'm saving mine for part two because it feels like we still need to see where it goes. You know, it's very open-ended. Although I think you had some good observation there with yours. I think I'm reserving mine for part two. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I may want to change mine, so you never know. That's good. Well, you can have one for part one and part two separate. That counts. Okay. Well, this episode has been really interesting. It was a fun episode and a very different one than we've been having recently. But uh, I enjoyed talking about it with you. Yeah, same. That was it kind of had a different tone and a different feel to it. And it was really kind of a not a bummer per se, but just kind of just had a whole different vibe than what we somber. Yeah, somber. That's such a great word. Not like total downer, but definitely not lighthearted and very little of the kids. Just enough of them to be around and get a couple quips in. I mean, I don't even know if Mallory and Jennifer had lines hardly. No, they really didn't. Alex only had a couple himself, so. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah, and thank you so much to our listeners for joining us. We love having you along to watch the show and talk about it. Please don't forget to write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com or send us a message on our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group. And remember, we've got that special movie coming up. So if you want to drop us an audio recording of yourself just talking about that or 
general Alex P. Keaton or family ties related stuff, you can send that to us as well. Yeah, that would be so cool. I'm excited for the movie. Me too. So I didn't even know it existed. Stuff. This is bonkers. I knew it did, and I didn't realize how close we were to it until I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, man, that's right around the corner. <laughs> it really is right around the corner. Like, we're just a couple weeks away. Very exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm very excited for it, and I'm excited for you guys to join us. So make sure to write to us, and we'll be back again next time for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through.